is a final in Oklahoma City's final regular season matchup. 107-103 is the final. The Clippers over the Thunder in overtime. We'll get to that in the playoff matchup in a moment. But first, this is the OKC Basketball live stream. Along with Joe Adkins, I'm Colby Daniels. We are at Chalk Sports Bar in Chisholm Creek today. Excited to be here. It's the playoff giveaway, and this is something that we've been promoting for a while. But basically, for the last three days, people have stopped by. They've put their name in the drawing. And throughout the game, we've been drawing names and teams. And if your team wins the NBA playoffs, then you're going to win a 55-inch television. If you're the runner-up, you get an Apple TV, and everybody else is going to get chalk gift cards. So, actually, we still have six teams available. We Shout have out to everyone. Yeah. Good luck, as I already got the Clippers. Yeah, we have the Clippers are off the board, <laughs> yes, but I think we still have them. the Lakers. The Clippers are off the board. The Clippers are off the board. Ooh, that's a good. We still have the Lakers, the Rockets, Celtics, Thunder, Raptors, Ooh. and mm -mm. Nuggets. Mm -mm. Give me those Clippers. So, uh, so there's still some possibilities out there. Anyway, over the next 30 minutes, we're going to draw the final six names and six teams, and we'll announce those throughout the live stream. But while I'm on it, I love being here. The atmosphere is incredible for any game day situation that you've got going on. Every Thunder game, and this includes the playoffs that are going to start on Tuesday, 250 Bud Light drafts. Every Tuesday, they have live trivia from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., $3 Pacificos, $6 taco plate, Joe. Every Thursday is local beer night with live music on the patio from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Brunch on Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 with $2 mimosas. Not to mention with fantasy football drafts coming up, they can book your fantasy football draft here. Free Wi-Fi, not to mention the Chalk Lounge if you want to get that set up, holds 12 to 14 people. So uh, excited to be here at Chalk and uh, they've been gracious hosts once again and you never miss any of the action here. Most definitely. Everybody's in here. We got referees in here. This ref right here, he gave me a tech. <laughs> he gave me a technical foul before. But that's okay. We're in here. We're having a good time live at Chalk. You, you never forget a face. No, I never forget a face. He's like, I cannot believe that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so 107-103 uh, is the final in Oklahoma City's eighth and final regular season bubble matchup. They go down to the Clippers. Joe, this was a game that the Thunder didn't play Chris Paul. Lou Dort obviously out for this one and is going to be day-to-day -day until we figure out what happens on Tuesday against the Rockets. Uh, Hamadou Diallo showed up in a big way, but the good news for the Thunder, Dennis Schroeder has cleared all the COVID protocols, and he was back in action today. Kobe, I told you what was going to happen today. We you called gonna, it. We, we, I, I said we wouldn't, we wouldn't see the, the, the most important guys on the evening. Um, Hamadou Diallo has been playing a lot over over the, the you know over the break and of, of the last eight games he's been getting a lot of playing time and kind of getting his opportunity in today without a guy where he's gonna get he's gonna get those heavy minutes he performs greatly I think 25 he ends up with 25 points efficient um, you can tell still he's young and raw but he, the talent is definitely there. Oklahoma City it was an up and down game. You're not really worried about a young players get some experience, got some D league, D league guys, some action. Um, but you're you're mostly getting ready for the playoffs. So um, Diallo, you may play, he's probably going to play a little bit in the playoffs. So it's good for him to get that confidence builder in as he heads into the playoffs with a with a guy where he was effective offensively. 27 points, 11 rebounds for Hamadou Diallo in this game, and certainly that's got to be the best performance he's he's had in a Thunder uniform. And and look, I, I know that again going into this game, we knew the meaning of it had significantly 
less impact than it did maybe two days ago when we all kind of were building toward this final day of the NBA season and feeling like this final game may determine matchups or seeding and with everything kind of being predetermined going into this, the Thunder were allowed to just kind of approach this game in a way, Joe, where they were able to get some of these guys a little bit of valuable playing time before they're going to ask, be asked to play critical roles in, in a postseason series against the Rockets. Yeah, it's one of those games where, it, I mean, for, for fans to understand, it's like a the last preseason game where you're not going to play any starters or it's that last when you have your the playoffs in the NFL playoffs where you have a seed and clinch and you know you're going to play your second string and your backup guys. You're just going to take a look at your guys for your future, see what you have. Um, you want to take a look at guys who are pro possibility of getting some playing time in the playoffs. You want them to get those uh, those uh, extended minutes so they can just get accustomed to playing just in case you have to call on right. them. And, but, but it's just mostly for the younger guys to get that last opportunity because, you know, you might not they might not get another opportunity in the playoffs because right. you plan on being in close games but it, it it's an opportunity for those guys to get a chance to uh perform and, and kind of get get a reward for their hard work but also for those veteran guys to to kind of reverse roles and they be the cheerleaders for those younger yeah. guys and uh those vets get a chance to relax and then I'll, i'm sure those guys all enjoyed that as they head into the playoffs now because it gets a lot more serious i don't know if how much you pay attention to baseball but Mike Trout is the best player in, in Major League Baseball. A couple weeks ago, he left for the birth of his child. And basically, since he's been back, he's been on a tear. He's hitting a home run like every other game. Dennis Schroeder leaves for the birth of his child. He comes back today and, and essentially in a half scores, what, 17 points. I thought he looked really good. Basically looked like he hadn't been gone a day. Man, he was phenomenal. He was I mean, really good. A couple times I saw him, I was like, man, it's like he's never left. And he, he was in rhythm. Um... I, you never, but you never know because you know he had to take what's over. He may have gotten the gym. Yeah. I mean, when Kobe, well, what the one thing we don't, you, we probably don't take in consideration that these guys have access to any amount of money to get anything that for you sure. need to get. For sure. So if you need to get a, a COVID test here right now for chalk, we can get that done for the right amount. Don't worry, don't worry. So if the Thunder needs you, <laughs> if you're on call. They, we can get the access. Hey, man, you. if they need me to hit like yes. a four-footer, I, I, I got again, that in the yes. arsenal. But, but of course, and, and then it, uh, for him, a, a gym to where he could probably get some work in to make sure he's staying in rhythm. But you probably wouldn't expect him to come out and play as well today. But I was really happy to see that he was, uh, I mean, it was like he hadn't lost anything. He didn't play with Chris Paul, but that's not a worry because, you know, he and Chris Paul, they play together, but it's not like they need each other to be yeah. effective. Well, I but think each of their importance work. is so critical when the other one is off the floor, right? Yeah, and, and Dennis Schroeder, he's going to become a lot more important because I look for him to play more with the second unit now yeah. because he can help those guys get that starting unit a break because against Houston, playing small ball, playing against small ball, it's going to be a lot more movement. The guy's just not accustomed to doing the things and guarding a guy maybe you're not used to doing 80, 81 games. You're only going to yeah. do it a couple times, and Houston's going to be that team that's going to do something different. So I, I look for guys to just be try to try to get their rest when they can, but try to be effective in, in, in their opportunities. But I look for Oklahoma City to probably play a few extra guys just because you want to get that experience and because Houston does something different to what you can get away maybe with playing different guys because they're going to play small ball versus you.
Yeah, which which means a guy that could potentially play a big role in the Thunder's series against the Rockets is a guy that I think has been phenomenal throughout this bubble experiment and, and a guy that I think has a bright future in Oklahoma City, and that's Darius Baisley. The size and the athleticism and the versatility that he brings to the table is obviously, Joe, I think going to be used in, in many different ways depending on what the Thunder are looking to do against the Rockets and what the Rockets are looking to do against the Thunder. I think you can use Baisley in a lot of ways, and I would imagine at least Billy Donovan's confidence in the guy over these last eight games has, has to have grown tremendously. Most definitely. Um, Baisley has done a great job. He He's really worked on his game. The extra time he spent um, – this off time he spent, he's been in the gym. He's definitely improved. And and if you're um, Oklahoma City, you're excited with all your young guys. After Diallo, giving the opportunity, they perform. Um, so you know they've been working on their games. And it may be because Oklahoma City, they were here. Yeah. And it, but it doesn't matter. The fact they dedicated it, and, and when a guy dedicates himself to, to his craft and he reaps the rewards of playing well, he's always going to be excited to get back in the gym. Basically, I'm sure – Every day he's like a sponge because he's playing so well and he's just getting that knowledge from all those veteran guys and he understands that, you know, Kobe, he's going to have to play. We have an 18-year-old kid. We, you know, at the beginning of the season we were talking about, like, Oklahoma City takes a guy with LeBron James. He goes and does the internship. Yeah. What are they doing with this? Yeah. This guy is going to be a guy that's going to be a factor in these playoffs and possible a guy that he's going to play major minutes. Right. And so Project was the word project, used, right? Again, this guy's like three or four years away know. from being yeah. able to contribute. And, and now, not only is he playing now and had three games in a row, we had career highs, but now he's playing his best basketball going into the playoffs. And now it's going to be a key contributor in a series in the first round versus a Houston Rockets yeah. team that's definitely hungry and trying to, to kind of change their format of what's been going on in the league the last couple of years because they hadn't been successful. Absolutely bananas. Uh, by the way, we are uh, drawing these final six spots for the chalk playoff giveaway. The Houston Rockets are off the board. Oklahoma City's next opponent. John Thompson has uh, drawn the Houston Rockets. So the Rockets are gone. We have five teams remaining that we're going to continue to draw throughout this, uh, this post-game experience is what I'm going to call it. But um, <laughs> if, Joe seven, six, if Joe doesn't, if Joe doesn't dump is, all the names hey, out wait, of the hopper, is the 76 are they are they taking? 76ers are gone. Yeah. Oh, okay, what okay. do we have left? We oh, have. We still, uh, we still got some. We have the Lakers, the Celtics, but the Thunder, one, okay, the Nuggets, one, yeah. and oh, okay, somebody okay. else. That I can't quite there. see. But yeah, look, it's uh, Darius Baisley. Baisley's going to play a big role, and and he was a guy that we kind of talked about as a project going into the season. So. Uh, anyway, congratulations to John Thompson. You have drawn the Houston Rockets, and uh, we'll have another drawing in just a few minutes. All right, let's talk about Russell Westbrook and what he means in this series, Joe, and the fact that I think the estimate is he's going to miss two to three games potentially to start this series with the hurt quad. We'll see if he re-aggravates that or if it's still significant after that time passes. Houston's got to be happy that they don't play game one until Tuesday, which is going to give Russ an extra day. But Russell Westbrook, what thoughts on Houston without Russell Westbrook, I should say, to start this series? Well, the one thing that they have done, Houston, is from last year playing in the playoffs is that they just said, you know what, screw it, to hell with it. We're going to play a different way. We're going to do what we do best and to hell what everyone else does. We're going to make them adjust to what we do. So they went to five guards. Well, yeah. if they would have done that last year, they would have the same effect. 
now they they go get another guy in Russell Westbrook, a guy that's uh, a guy who can get to the rim of anybody and play around three-point shooters as well as with a, alongside an MVP. You take that out, you still have an MVP, but you surround him with all three-point shooters, and they're playing a different style. You know, last year they played with Clint Capella, so it was different where it was pick and rolls at the rim. Right. Now you spread the floor, you just drive and you pitch and you kick. So really a lot of things don't change on how you're going to defend because the principles will be the same. Now, the guys may dictate how you defend those guys, but our principles are the same. We have to defend the three-point line. You have to pound them on the offensive boards. When you when you watch Houston play, that's their weakness is that, that they can give up a lot of second shots. So right. it's effective that Stephen Adams, that even if he doesn't just get loose ball and be you know pound you in the face, just give extra possessions, wear those guys out, and 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 make it a, a you wanted a blue collar game, Oklahoma City. You don't want it pretty where it's a lot of three point shots where. The game is just ripping and running and everything's going crazy. You want it to be a little rugged. That's a bad recipe, yeah. Yes, because you want it to be a little rugged because Houston is not as deep. Oklahoma City having a young team, the fact that they can play so many people, it could help in this series because you're just going to be running and gunning. It's not a lot of structure that you have to defend, so it makes it easier for those young players. That's why I'm more confident in the young players playing better in this series even though it might not be good enough to win, I don't think they'll feel as much pressure because it'll be much easier because teams will just allow those guys to try to beat them. D'Antoni's going to make those other guys beat them. He's going to take try to take Chris Paul out of this game. They're going to do some things stringly, and they're going to wrinkle it up. They're going to try to do some funky things to Oklahoma City and force those other guys to beat them rather than those veteran guys that have been playoff guys and used to it and accustomed to playing in these times of year. Yeah because Oklahoma City just has so many young players, although they're very good. They're just young. You don't know what to expect right yeah, now. Yeah, well, and, and, I mean, we know how valuable experience is in uh, in the postseason, right? I mean, the best players in the NBA have a tendency to struggle in their first preseasons. I mean, wh- how many times have you heard the, the comment about young teams like they haven't earned it yet? Because sometimes you have to go through those playoff bumps in the road to kind of – figure out how that game is played it's it's a different brand of basketball when you get to that point most definitely i mean you have to you don't it's one of those where you don't you don't understand it until you experience it and oklahoma city you hope you don't learn it the hard way and that they don't figure it out that it's just harder when it gets to the playoffs you want them to play well but it, it could happen we we don't know and that's the thing about young guys sometimes they can play extremely well in these times, because they're so young, they don't know they're supposed to be shell-shocked. And sometimes guys are shell-shocked. But the key is going to be how those young guys play because you know what Chris Paul, you know what you're going to get. He's going to run the team. He's going to get guys opportunities. Can they make those open shots? And you know Stephen Adams, he's going to anger the paint. It's going to be key. Can Oklahoma City keep those games close enough where they can play with Stephen Adams on the floor? And where Who's going to make each other make that first adjustment to have to play big or will, will Oklahoma City have to just and play small? I think Houston has made their mind up. They're going to play small. Yeah, they're going to do it until I think it ends their season, right? Yeah, that, 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 they're going to live and die with it and say, if you're good enough to beat us, you're going to have to be good enough. 
we're going to shoot enough threes and we're going to make a thump. Can you make enough twos? But Steven Adams, he can be so dominant in this series where you just hope he can be effective enough to where that score and those young guys make enough points to where he can be dominant and, and really make an impact on this series. Sometimes I feel like in the NBA, it, it, and again, a lot of it is because these are the best players in the world. These are the smartest NBA minds in the world. But I feel like sometimes in the NBA, you look at a series or a matchup and you say, well, this team has an obvious advantage in this area. Why aren't they using it more? And sometimes it, it kind of feels like, they, you know, teams, like, I don't know why, but it feels like teams don't evaluate it that way. Sometimes I think teams just go in, into a matchup and say, this is what we do, and I don't care if there's a great matchup. We're going to do what we do, and we're just going to do it better than you, and this is the way we do things, and we're not adjusting until you make us adjust. I'm not saying that they need to make Steven Adams the focal point by any means. I think Oklahoma City has to continue to play their game. But isn't this a series where they do have to, at least in some ways, try and take advantage of what he brings to the table, considering the way Houston's going to play them? Yeah, and he doesn't have to necessarily be the focal point where you don't come down and you're just going to yeah, post him up and throw him at the throw yeah. him inside. You can run you're in your action and use more of the clock and make sure he gets down to the lane and, and get angles to the rim. Even if you drive the ball and you make guys help, well, Steven Adams gets an angle to offensive rebound the ball. You just want to make sure he's playing going towards the rim. Right. Whereas, rather than guys taking shots where Steven Adams is behind a three-point line where he can't run to get offensive rebounds. You need to make sure he's playing close to the rim and in that lane area because if he does that, then just because his sure presence, he'll dominate that action. And yeah. we got to make sure that because they're going to give you shots early that you don't take those shots all the time. Even though guys may make shots early, you don't want to just fall in love with that three-point shot to where you're just taking it and we're not thinking about it. You want to make sure that we're getting time and possession and you're, you're making sure you're getting valuable possessions rather than just making sure getting you that quantity of just great shots right. because they're going to let you be open all the time. But there's a reason they're saying yeah, they're going to leave you open. They're making they're, they're going to bank that you're not going to make more than you. You're going to miss more than you make and that we're going to rebound and we're going to make you beat yourself. Right. So Houston is more of a team where it's gimmicky, where you're going to beat yourself, but they're just so good offensively, they can just make it so hard for you. What do they do with Adams defensively in this series? Um, it, it's, it's always funny to where when Adams, because I, we saw Utah do something where they put Gobert on them. Yeah. On Russell. Yeah. And that was something I never thought you would <laughs> see is that they said, okay. And you're totally comfortable with him shooting, say, so you don't have to, he doesn't yeah, have to go I'm all gonna, the way out. I'm yeah. going to make him still defend the lane, taking the guy you want to control the lane with. Yeah. I don't know if Oklahoma City, if, if, if Steven's good enough to do that, because Gobert, when you're 7'4, you can just, at your link, right. just makes up for so much. I, so I don't know if that's the answer. Um, playing without Russell, I think, if, if they can get away with that those first couple games, hopefully, that, that really makes it easier for that Houston Rockets team to defend. Because Russell is the one guy in James that can break you down off the dribble. Yeah. That, they have a little lot of three-point shooters, but they don't have a lot of guys that can just break you down and beat you off the dribble and get the rim. Austin Rivers is a guy, and then you have maybe an Eric Gordon. 
After that, the rest of those guys are spot up shooters and one or two dribble guys. Right. PJ so Tucker. PJ Tucker. Yeah. One or two. Robert that, Covington. That, that, yeah, they're, yeah, they're just not guys that are going to be able to take the ball and when they see a mismatch, just break you down off the dribble right. and take advantage of that. So, Houston, in, in those ways, you're okay. But it's just you hope that your young players don't foul a lot to get in foul trouble and foul James Harden and put him at the line. You can't let him shoot 20 free throws a night in yeah. the series. It's just those points in the playoffs, we know it slows down. No matter how Houston plays, if you notice in the last five minutes of games, they've been so much better defensively. They're so way – dude, they are way better defensively Somehow the they stretch. can yeah. turn it on yeah. and they play better. So you know – you're not going to get that effort all the time, that best effort, but it's going to be somewhere in the middle. They're going to be better. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're going to have to make sure that you execute and you run your stuff, and you're, although it's going to come easy, you want to be patient, and you don't want to be in a hurry, and you don't want guys to just get, get so excited because it's so easy that you get out of right. what you really do. Once again, Colby Daniels, Joe Adkins, OKC basketball team live stream. We are at Chalk in Chisholm Creek. It is the playoff giveaway. We have another team drawn. It is the Toronto Raptors. Congratulations to Rick Silman. You have drawn the Raptors. If the Raptors win it all, you win a 55-inch flat-screen television. So we have four teams left, including the Lakers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're going to continue to draw those every uh, four to five minutes. Um, Joe, this playoff matchup is so intriguing because what happens – Houston has a lot of success without Russell Westbrook, and then they bring him back into the mix. How much does that potentially disrupt things? I think Russ's emotions, to me, are maybe the top storyline in this series once he does come back, because the one thing we know about Russell Westbrook, he's an all-world player. The guy's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. The guy was a Hall of Fame player when he was in Oklahoma City. But there were certain elements of his game that you know I, I think were very visible in the last two postseasons that we criticized. And for the most part, a lot of those things that we criticize Russ about, he's fixed since he's been in Houston. Maybe some of that is because the pressure's not completely on his shoulders. It's not his team. It's James Harden's team. And he just has the ability to go out and just play his game and, and kind of find the way that he fits that group and, and go on about his business. The postseason's a different animal. Number one, when you're in a postseason game, Russell Westbrook's going to be the one that, that is making the plays to win or lose the game. And number two, I think considering the opponent, he's going to want it that much more. So to me, this is an interesting storyline when he does come back, regardless of, of whether this is, say, a 1-1 series or it's 2-0 either way. The way that Russell Westbrook comes back to this series to me is very intriguing. It, it's going to be intriguing, but, but there's so many when you talk about Russ and how he handles playing with Houston and, and, and going in the first round and have Oklahoma City, it's so different. Because in the last couple of years when he was the man, we knew if Russell Westbrook didn't play well, they weren't going to win Oklahoma City. There's an opportunity where if he doesn't play well, they can still win because they have a guy like James Harden. But the thing is with Russ, and, and I, I, Russ has always been a guy that he wanted to take it upon himself, but he's always been a willing passer to guys who can make shots. Yeah, That's why he's been successful in Houston. They've surrounded him with guys who can make shots. He and guys that stuff. haven't lost his confidence, confidence yet. Yeah, yeah. And, and they haven't, but it's it, a lot of it is because he passes a lot more with Houston because he thinks, though, even though they might miss six threes in a row, he's still making the pass five of the six times because he thinks those guys can make that yeah. shot. 
in Oklahoma City, I don't think the guys were in the perimeter that he thought could make it all right. the time. So he felt he had to force it at the rim because of the confidence. Mm -hmm. But Chris Paul has turned some of that into guys who D Russ wasn't as confident in. He's given those guys confidence, so they are making shots. Yeah. So that's where some of the where you say, well, is Russ the problem or is Chris Paul the better? Whatever. I mean, for each his own. For Houston, Russ is probably better now because how they're the style they're going in. Russell's going to beat most guys off the dribble one-on-one. -on -one. And because they're surrounding him with three-point shooters, you have to acknowledge that. But so, so, guys, the lane is much more clear than the space he's ever seen in Oklahoma City. Russell, yeah. the only time he's seen the space that he's seen was probably with Kevin Durant and James. <laughs> they had to both be there. But now, because of the three-point line and how the NBA has played, they're playing from the outside in. So now you have to account for the three-point shot. So that's why Houston is able to get away with playing guys like a P.J. Tucker at 6'5", guarding centers, because they're just saying, okay, well, P.J. might hit seven threes. Well, you're going to have to throw it to your guy. He's going to have to hit for 21 points. Well, he's going to have to make 10 twos. Well, that's a lot when you think about that, if that's not the style of play that you right, really right. want to play, because most teams don't. I don't know if, if teams are disciplined enough to really take advantage of that. In Oklahoma City, because they have a guy like Chris Paul, a, a coach at heart, or plays as a, as a coach, that they can take advantage of mismatches that they can get with the size, no matter what you have, because guys with personnel, but you're taking guys where you're just taking advantage of mismatches. Yeah. Okay, so true or false first. I feel like watching Russell Westbrook and the way he involves teammates and the way that he passes in Houston feels infinitely more organic than it did in Oklahoma City because in Oklahoma City, it almost felt like most of, of what he was doing, like this probably isn't correct, but it, it felt like for me watching it, a lot of it was like predetermined. Like he knew before he was going to make the play, like I'm going to pass the ball or he knew before he was going to make the play, like I'm going to shoot the ball. And I almost feel like watching him in Houston it's a more organic thing where it's not predetermined and he's just kind of taking what's there. If it's there for him to take the shot, he's going to take the shot. If it's there for him to make the pass, he's going to make the pass. And I never really felt like that was the case in Oklahoma City. Do you see the same thing or no? I see the same thing, but I see it differently. They're doing the same things. Because you remember, even the triple-double year, I kept saying, it's like, I'm like, dude, it's fixed. Like, it's set up. And guys like, no, it's no way you can set up a short. No, watch what's going on, how the game is being played. So when Oklahoma City, they said, okay, we're going to block out and let him get the rebound. Well, if you block out and he's the only guy really going to get the rebound, you're going to get the <laughs> rebound. I mean, they're just yeah, that good. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately. I mean, of course. If you, if you have a guy that's as great as Russell Westbrook playing off the dribble, then he can beat a guy off the dribble and pass to a guy and he's open. Well, in Houston, all they're doing now is saying we're going to give you the space, and the passes are easy. It's not a lot. It's not difficult in what they're doing. Yeah, you just we're going to beat you off the dribble, Russ. You're gonna we're going to spread the floor. We're going to give you all the space because there's no help because we're going to give three point shooters. So they're going to acknowledge those guys. So where guys will be two steps closer in the lane to help. They're going to move a step out of the lane to make sure they can get to that three-point shooter. So when you beat them off the dribble now, they're going to let you, one of the best finishers in the game, which has been for years, even in since January 1, he shot over 60% yeah. in the paint. Yeah. 
they're going to let you lay it up or you're going to pass to where you can see the help. It's very simple. It, it, so now it, it's where in Oklahoma City where it's magnified and the offense where we were doing something, getting it to you, and you're just going to go. Well, now you're just not going to beat them fast. Well, we're going to give you space where you don't have to work as hard to beat them off the dribble. And when you don't have it, there's a guy named James Harden. You go ahead and depend on him. But when he needs you, we're going to go to you. You break guys yeah. down off the dribble, and you're going to finish. But we have guys who can make shots. You can trust them. And the, mo the most important thing, and I think the biggest thing we've seen, is that Russ has more trust for those guys, yeah. whether it's because of they're more veterans or – or they played in the league longer and they're known or they as haven't, shooters. Or they haven't fucked it up yet, so to speak. Or they haven't yeah. made mistakes enough <laughs> yeah. to where he doesn't trust them. We yeah. don't know, but of course, they have better players and they have yeah. older players. So I can understand why he's trusting those guys more because I'd rather pass it to Ben McLemore than Andre Robinson as well. So I understand, but it's a different scenario. But a lot of the things are the same, but Rust is more comfortable in giving it up and more willing to pass and pass more consistently yeah. because guys, he trusts those guys to make those shots. And in Oklahoma City, he didn't do that, and he passed, and he, he passed most of the time because he had to, because the defense didn't allow him to score. Now he's willing to give that ball up, which has made him tougher to guard because yeah. now he can finish at the yeah. rim. He's, he's been a beast. Uh, especially, you know, like you said, since uh, what date was it? January, January 1st. 1st. Okay, since, yeah, since first, yeah, he's yes. been pretty incredible. Uh, April Garza has drawn the L.A. Lakers, so the Lakers are off one. the board here at the Chalk Playoff Giveaway. Three teams remain, including the Oklahoma City Thunder, as once again, Joe Adkins, Colby Daniels here at Chalk and Chisholm Creek. We are drawing teams to close out the Chalk Playoff Giveaway. If your team wins the NBA Finals, you win a 55-inch flat-screen television. Everybody whose name is drawn and everybody who gets a team is at least going to get a chalk gift card. So uh, this is a ton of fun, and we've had a great time doing this. All right, let's talk about Oklahoma City defending Houston because the news about Lou Dort was very concerning. Joe, we talked about this the other night uh, following the game that he got hurt in. This is, I think this is a significant injury for OKC if he's not able to go. He didn't play today. He's listed as day-to-day after not playing today. So we have no idea what the situation is going to be on Tuesday. If he's listed as day-to-day, -day, you have to hope that at least in the next four days, he's feeling somewhat okay to, to give it a go. But whether he's healthy or not, first question, who's the primary defender on James Harden in your mind? If, if Lou Dort is healthy. If Lou Dort is healthy. If he's healthy. Is it Lou Dort? If he, yes. He, he's the guy because... You, you have to match it. You, you don't want Shea because he may, he could possibly get in foul trouble. And and you don't want Chris. Chris can, can guard Russ. Although, it, with this with this matchup, I'm a little concerned for Chris because most teams attack you in the pick and roll, so help is kind of built in for you. I'm kind of concerned when yeah. Russ beats him, what's behind right. you? Because they're spreading and, you and, out. And it's not that it's because Chris Paul's not a good defender. This right. is anybody in the, in the NBA right, <laughs> right now. Right. That's why Russ has been so good. It doesn't matter. You can put the best defender in the league. Russ, if, you, if he comes down 80 times in a game, he's going to win 50%. Yeah, because he's more athletic 50, than – Yeah, he's yeah, going mean, to it's, it's the gift I mean, he has. Running at you, he, he can beat you. So it's not the fact that Chris – it's, it's going to be just the fact that can – 
can 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 he keep him in front enough if when Russ is available? Now, if Russ doesn't play those first couple games, it'll be very interesting to see because they'll be easier to defend. I think you see a lot more of smaller lineups because you can match up better. Yeah, yeah. When 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 you put when you when you get those other guys, you you got to choose. Can, if if I can leave Steven out there as much as possible, even Nerlens Noel can be dominant in this series because they're just not big enough, Kobe. Yeah. No matter what, you you're stronger than me, but I'm taller than you. So right. when we when we throw it in the post, I can still shoot a jump hook over you no matter how far you push me. I can just turn and shoot. You've it. never seen my post defense? I, I never have, <laughs> but I trust my offense. I trust a lot of things in my life. Hey, I don't trust a lot, but fair my enough, offense. Fair I enough. Do. Fair I, enough. You're I scoring do. that every time, yeah, yeah, by the way. I, I, just, I try just to score. You. Yeah, yeah, you're scoring that every time. Oh, and it's only because I love offense more than defense. <laughs> I'm just saying. But no, it, it, it's simply be because of the size factor where if you can get it, well, you can keep size on the floor versus those. If you can keep bigs versus those smalls, yeah. the, the the better the opportunity for Oklahoma City. Now, if you see Oklahoma City have to play smaller and smaller, Houston's probably getting the best of them. So Oklahoma City's having to make an adjustment. So that's one thing you can watch. Now, if Oklahoma City can play small on small and win, then they're going to win this series in five, maybe in five. Yeah. They can win yeah. it in five I agree. if they can win small on small. But can they win small on small if Russ is on the floor? Winning when James on the floor is one thing, but winning when they get both guys where now you have to change your whole defense because now not only can Russ win off the dribble, you can't let James Harden be the guy that's out there behind the three-point line shooting the threes wide open. So they put you in a predicament where you're going to have to choose who's going to beat you, and Houston's has shot a lot of threes, and they missed a lot. But they've made enough to where they've stayed in games. But the teams who have beaten them, it's because they pounded them in the paint. So at the end of the day, you, you're gonna have to make some threes to match, but you gotta win the you gotta win the war in the paint. You got and that's rebounding and points in the paint. And and I asked that because I, I'm with you. I I thought if if everybody's healthy, Lou Dort is the primary defender on James Harden. Without him, I don't know the answer to that. And and it's probably Andre Robertson, um, especially before today. I don't. We didn't see Andre Robertson play extended minutes. He played 28 minutes today against the Clippers. I think he played, what, 11 minutes on Wednesday? So this is, 28 minutes is a good sign at least that he was able to do that. I still don't know that we've seen Andre Robertson in this bubble portion of the season play elite level defense or even, not, not saying he can't, but he's not really been called to defend any elite defense or elite offensive players throughout the course of, of this eight game stretch. So. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm saying it's a big question mark for me as to if Andre Robertson is healthy enough to be the Andre Robertson that we've seen defend James Harden in the past. I don't know the answer to that. Well, we're also assuming that James Harden is the same player from two years ago. Right. He's a better player. He is than definitely he was. a better player. He's a better player as well. So we 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 can't say we can't. Andre has his success. But when you go against good players, the only thing you can do is contest the shot and hope he misses. Andre has done a good job of being there in front of him, and 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 you hope he can do that again. He's gonna definitely be. He's gonna definitely get some of that action now since Dort won't be there. Um, I expect him to play 18 to 20 minutes. But Diallo might. It depends on how Diallo. But I think a lot of it's Diallo. Diallo yeah. has a chance to really put his stamp on this organization and make himself a guy that's going to be a guy who's a contributor because that they, they, he's a guy that's he's an in-betweener where he can play multiple positions. 
and it's all about matchups. He's getting a matchup to where Oklahoma City, they can play him and be effective and not hurt themselves and giving up size because of the athleticism that he has. So yeah. I, I look forward to seeing what these young guys can do in crunch time because it, it's literally is going to be experience versus youth and, and what's going to win out. Well, and the other thing, like, there's not nearly the offensive drop-off with Lou Dort that there is with Andre Robertson. But look, James Harden's an elite player, not only scoring the basketball, but drawing fouls. And this is this is also what makes him frustrating to watch from a fan standpoint is, is the amount of fouls that he draws. Like, we all like to watch back-and-forth action, and the way that James Harden plays, he gets you into foul trouble. He's, he's, he's constantly getting to the free-throw line. You can't necessarily go into any matchup against the Houston Rockets anticipating that you're going to have one guy as the primary defender on him throughout the course of any game, much less an entire season. So... I, the Lou Dort thing is not only interesting because I think he is the primary defender, but you're going to have to throw multiple guys at James Harden anyway because odds are at least half of the games that, that are going to be played in this series, James Harden's going to get that whoever's defending him into foul trouble multiple yeah. times. That's what he does. He's elite. Most, most definitely. And, and you, you have a lot of young guys that are going to guard him. So those young guys are not going to get the favoritism that Andre Robinson's going to get. That's why you're going to see him a little bit because he's going to get a little bit more respect than those younger guys in Diallo and Baisley. And Baisley's a guy that's going to probably have a tech. You're going to see, we'll probably see five different guys cover James Harden throughout this series consistently because yeah. you're going to have to give him good, different looks. You can't give him one because once he gets adjusted to what one guy does, he figure him out and he can score. So then you have to give him something else. So you want to always keep him guessing. Right. So it's one of those things where it's going to be a cat and mouse game. You're going to play checkers with him. You're going to play chess. It's a chess match, and it's going to be a hard one. But it's a series where if you're Oklahoma City, you're confident that you can win this series, not only because of you how you played all season, but because Houston offensively, they're, they're going to be extremely tough, but you're going to be able to score. In the playoffs, I like teams who can score, but can depend on their defense. Oklahoma City all year has been in the top ten in defense. So if Oklahoma, if if without Russ, if Oklahoma City can get out to an early lead, I think it, Houston it'll be too much for Houston to overcome. Yeah. All right. By the way, we have drawn the Boston Celtics now here at the Chalk Playoff Giveaway. Congratulations to Brenda Culp who is the winner of the Boston Celtics. Again, if your name is drawn, whatever team. You are, uh, you are paired with, if that team wins it all, you win a 55-inch flat-screen television. So we have two left. Uh, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Denver Nuggets. So the Thunder are still on the board with two teams remaining in the chalk playoff giveaway, and we'll continue to draw those in just a moment. Uh, Joe, as far as, as rotations in this series, how deep do you think the Thunder go? Because... Again, I think generally we're having the conversation about that shrinking, that number shrinking going into the postseason. But when you look at the makeup of this Thunder team and when you look at the way that Houston's going to play you, I kind of anticipate we're going to see a lot of different bodies from the Thunder because I think they're going to they're going to try at times to play big and try to be a mismatch. But at times you're going to have to go small and you're going to have to match what Houston's doing. So I don't know that we don't see, you know, periods where Mescal is getting extended minutes. Obviously, you know, the knowns are Darius Baisley. I think we're going to see Diallo quite a bit. Andre Robertson obviously is going to have to play a role. Dennis Schroeder getting back in time for the postseason. He's, he's a must. He's one of the best five players. But, I, again, I don't think we necessarily in this series see Oklahoma City 
shrink it up as far as their rotations? No, uh, and and it's a series, and it's because of how Houston plays. Yeah. They don't allow you to shrink your right. your bench, your bench because they don't they play a non traditional style. So I think we see at least nine guys for sure consistently, and I think you're going to see that because you have to have a lot of guards that are going to play because. If Houston have success, you're going to go with a different guy. You're just going to try to find matchups and guys who can guard other guys on that end, and you can be effective on the offensive end, hopefully with Steven Adams on the floor. So it's a, it's a series where you'll probably see more guys than we'll see if they were to advance, but it's because of the style of play and that they'll be able to play more guys because you'll need to because you'll have to maybe play a different style than you're accustomed to playing. If, if Thunder players were stocks going into this series, what players are you buying right now? Who, who, who are you anticipating plays well, depending on the matchup? Or, I mean, depending on how, how you've seen them play the last few games, you just kind of feel like that may carry over. Um, I think Chris Paul will play well. And I, I think Stephen Adams will play well, but he's going to play well in the minutes. He'll get. He'll be effective. But, the, you know, at times we've said, well, Steven Adams, well, he was effective. He had 16 and 8, but yeah. he only played 18 minutes. Right. Well, be, nobody is out there for him to cover offensively, so they're giving up more than what he's given. So I, I'm, we're going to have to find a different guy, I think, that's going to have to be effective for them to win this series. And I think it'll be, it, it'll be a little bit of shape and it'll be a little bit of Schroeder. I, I, I think I, – I think, they're going to need two of those those guys to always play well. Yeah. If th all three play well, I think that you give the, they give themselves a, a significant chance of bet much better to win. If two of those guys play well, they'll have a shot because they'll be able to score because the style of play, they'll be able to keep themselves in the game. But if one does, they're in trouble. And and part of the reason one can maybe one plays well is because of the inexperience of Shea. You know, you know, you Schroeder, he's been out a yeah. little bit. Although he played well today, it's much different because he's going to sure. play against high-level sure. competition. So, you you know he's not in full condition. It won't take him long, but it, I think it's just so important for Oklahoma City. They need to be clicking on all cylinders to win this series. But as a team, they've clicked on all cylinders. That's why they've won. It's not like you can depend on one or two guys. Chris Paul is the head of that team yeah. offensively. But it's been a numerous it's a different guy every, every night, night yeah, to get that the can rest help of the those guys. So they're going to need a multiple guys to play well. So because of that, you're not really worried about one or two guys, but you just hope you can get three or four guys to be on and play well and then that your defense can keep you in those games and that you can find plays to win in crunch time. And Chris Paul has been the best at that. I'm, I'm with you, although I would say I would like to see a little more consistency out of SGA offensively. We talked about his shooting percentage yeah. in, in the other night. It, he hadn't shot it as well. And, again, the one thing about it, SGA can get to the rim. There's no rim protection. Yeah. He can shoot it much better. If he can break break guys down off the dribble now, James doesn't want to guard and rust. They don't want to defend. If you can tack those guys, there's no rim protection. So, if you can force those guys, if, if I can get layups, if I'm Shea, and I can force those guys to take threes, then I've got a shot. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're giving up something. Well, of course, we're, we're taking a chance of giving a great player an opportunity, but I think our defense over the course of the year, we've been in the top ten. 
I think that's going to be better for us to overcome that offense if they're going to give us easy looks on the offensive yeah. end. Gallinari is a guy that I think would be a perfect fit in Houston's offense for what they do. But how does he how does he fit in against Houston? That's why I think he's a guy that's gonna that could be very effective because he now can although he's a guy that would be a wing on any other time he can play on the inside because he's big enough to where he's guarded guys on the on yeah. the inside before. But on Oklahoma City, he plays the perimeter. Gallinari is a guy a twenty point scorer. He's always been when he's healthy. He's gonna be a mismatch problem for him. It's gonna be, it 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 he it's tougher for him because it's guard on guard, and even though he's playing big, it'll be a smaller guy. But if if he can get it going and get to that line, and he's a guy that in the playoffs he can be inconsistent. If they can get him going though, and and just get that eight fifteen to twenty points a game, Oklahoma City becomes tough. All right, so the Thunder are off the board here at the Chalk Playoff Giveaway. Congratulations to J.R. Garcia. You have drawn the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, if the Thunder win it all, you win a 55-inch flat-screen television. And again, everybody whose name is drawn is at least going to get a Chalk gift card. But uh, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, before we – I do want to hit the rest of the NBA because uh, we've, uh, we've got um, – I think some interesting matchups and and based on what we've seen in the bubble maybe our, our opinions have changed a little bit as to what we're going to see in the postseason but before we get to that do you want to make an, do you feel confident enough to make some sort of of pick in this thunder rocket series it because for me it's tough it's tough especially considering the russell westbrook what, scenario russ. yeah with russ i'll take houston if he misses one game I'll take Houston. If he misses two, I'll take Oklahoma City. Okay. And the reason is some of the things that we talk about with how easy it can be for Oklahoma City to score offensively, it's going to be can Oklahoma City contain the Rockets defensively from getting in the lane as yeah. well. And we, we talked about their defense. They hadn't been as good defensively the past few games. We've, we've discussed that. It's like, man. They're getting off the beat, off the dribble a little more than what they were throughout the season. And part of that can be conditioning. Part of that is just that, hey, guys, you're playing against better guys. They're going to be able to make plays. So there's not many guys that are better at making plays and getting by guys and making plays at the rim than Russ and, and James, two former Oklahoma City guys. So it'll be a tough challenge, but it's a challenge where if you're Oklahoma City, you should feel confident because of the style of play and what you can get offensively, and you can be able to, to maybe depend on your defense to win you a game. I told you a couple weeks ago, my biggest worry for this team, once they do get to the postseason, is what those final minutes are going to look like. And, and look, I, I think that their defense is going to give them a chance to be in most of those games. Uh, they, they already kind of play that playoff style of defense in, in the regular season. I think that's going to translate, and especially against a Houston Rockets team that doesn't play a ton of defense, the Rockets are going to score, but they're also going to allow you to score. Where this is a little worrisome for me, Houston does play better defense down the stretch, and especially I, I feel like Russell Westbrook feels like he's been more consistent defensively in Houston. And, and again, maybe it's because the usage rate is down from where it was in OKC. But I, I'm, I'm always worried about the Thunder having enough offense when the game really slows down to that half-court style in the final minutes of games. Legitimate worry? Well, 
there's always been a saying, um, in the regular season you make your name, in the playoffs you make your fame. And Russ and James are legitimate superstars. And it's if Oklahoma City, can you can you win? Because the playoffs are about superstars and the game does slow down. And in the five minutes, it becomes so much about those guys. Yeah. Can Oklahoma City overcome the star power of two guys with a team collective versus maybe just two guys? Can five beat two? But those two may be able to account for six of you guys yeah. Yeah. It, when they're playing well. So it's, it's going to be a, a series where it can be a tell of two series. You could see Oklahoma City get blown out one night and, and win another close one or they blow out Houston a night because the style of play is so significantly, significantly, significantly different that things can, you can have things like that. Yeah. But I think when it boils down to it, it's, it's going to, when it comes down to it, those, those last few games and those closing games, they're going to be close and those teams are going to be right there. And it's going to be an even series, and, and we really don't know what happens. And a lot of it depends on Russ. But, I mean, Oklahoma City, I, I, they're playing with house money. Anytime you Absolutely. play with house money, I mean, that team, you're, you're dangerous. no pressure. You you're are dangerous. dangerous. You are most definitely dangerous. So, I like where Oklahoma City is. I like the draw they get in the first round because if, if you want to pick a team, I'd rather pick a team I can score on whether a team no. that's very good defensively. So, I, I like where they are, and uh, I mean, let the chips fall for, for where they may, but I think Oklahoma City, they're happy where they are. I, I like what you just said about the postseason, and it, I think it's it's really important for this series because I would say collectively, w between Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Chris Paul, you have three of probably the best, I would say, 15 players in the NBA in this series. And all three of those guys have their critics when it comes to the postseason. Right? I mean, look at what yeah. Russ has done the last several – hasn't been out of the first round in the last few years. James Harden has the critics about what he's like in the closing minutes of playoff games. And obviously, Chris Paul is going to end up being potentially one of those guys that is the best player to never make an NBA Finals appearance. Like, all three of these guys kind of have their critics in terms of playing postseason basketball, and they're all three – elite players in this league and and in terms of legacy this kind of feels like a series that's important for all three of them i think it is but now chris paul is kind of the old guy yeah those those other guys those two guys are still young and in their for primes. sure so the pressure is on them because they when russ decided he wanted to leave oklahoma city he was going to go to a place where there wasn't going to be a rebuild he yeah. didn't want to be a part of a rebuild in oklahoma city which he felt that would be for this year and the years to come for the next couple he didn't want to do that, so he decided he'd go to Houston. That's a team where he felt he could win a championship. He's not just going to go to any team. He's going to go to a team that he can win a championship. So the pressure is definitely on those two guys in Oklahoma City, former Oklahoma City guys, yeah. where James Harden, because he hadn't been successful in the playoffs and he's get, been beat a couple times, only getting to the Western Conference a couple times, but literally could have been been beaten a couple times in series that he could have won and hasn't maybe performed individually as well as he had in the regular season. So the pressure is always on those two guys. And now you have an old guy in Chris Paul, but he's playing with house money because he has so many young guys. Free and that clear. makes make his free yeah. and dangerous. Yeah. All right. You you told me you've done a 180 on something we talked about two days ago in the post game. So we're going to hit that in just a moment. But our final team has been given away. It's the Denver Nuggets. And congratulations to Marla Bleakley. Once again, everybody who had a team drawn is going to win a chop, chalk gift card, but the grand prize is going to get a 55-inch television if your team goes all the way in the playoffs. Okay, so I told you I would be terrified if I were the Lakers 
and the Portland Trailblazers get into that eight spot, and that's your first round opponent. Damian Lillard is on a tear. I think he's the bubble MVP. If, if we're giving away those awards over the stretch of this two weeks, he's been phenomenal. And finally, you have a team that's, that's healthy for the first time all year in terms of having all their personnel available. I think that's a top four seed in the West if that group is healthy the entire season. You don't think that that's as tough a series as I do? I think, no, no, no. I think it's an ex a series that, that may be extended because okay. you're playing a team that's talented. Are you threatened? No. And the reason Ooh. I don't think they're threatened is because if Karis LeVert can get to the lane as easy as he did yeah. last night, they have no answer for LeBron. That's the only thing. They start Gary Trent, C.J. McCullum, and Dame Lillard. Right. Well, one of those guys have to color LeBron James. <laughs> They're all yeah. under 6'3". Yeah. They don't have an answer to deter at the rim. Now, yeah. I like Whiteside and Nursich to defend at the rim, but the Lakers like to do the same things right. where they like to spread you out and shoot three-point shots. Now, the Lakers don't shoot as good as those other teams, though. But I just don't see – when it's all when it cuts and dry and gets to those clutch points, when you keep going game after game, they don't have an answer for LeBron. If they had any guy that could match in size, Melo maybe match. Well, in this size, is why losing Al Farouk Aminu and and Mo Harkless it's in the offseason was to, big. It, it yeah, could come into back because they gave up their defense to add more offense and to go with younger players, which can score better. Yeah, but they gave up size and they gave up bulk. They gave up bulk. Most times, teams that try to give up. They'll go with bigger guys and, and more length. Well, Portland went with more just skill. Yeah. And not necessarily versus the Lakers, will that be successful? Now, do I think they'll win a game? Yeah, because I think they'll get high yeah. from three. For sure. And they'll make a couple. But over the course of time, the Lakers are going to be able to score easier baskets when the game slows down in crunch time than the Portland Trailblazers because they're going to be on Dame having to hit a 35-foot shot whether LeBron may be attacking and Anthony Davis attacking the rim. If, if the game's close at that point, maybe uh, maybe the – I mean, you said it earlier, twos don't count for as and much as threes. they can hit 23 in every game, yeah. and they can win. And, and don't Between get me Trent wrong. and Carmelo and oh, McCollum listen, and – I mean, they can – This series is still dangerous. Yeah. Don't get okay, me wrong. Okay, okay, Do not get me wrong. All right, I just want if to make sure – Okay, hot, fair enough. And they can make it because they can get hot for a Because I still think it's really dangerous. They can get hot for – no, yeah. it, it still is. Okay. Because if they get up 2-0 and they get hot, yeah. well, now you got to win four – now you're winning four out of five. That bitch just puts so much pressure on on you. Right. If it but it's key that I think Portland needs one early because they have to feel like they can win. Right. If they don't feel like they can win, then they're not gonna get a drop. So they gotta win one early in those first two so they put the pressure on the Lakers because yeah. you you want to make LeBron feel pressure. If, it, if, it's, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like LeBron just takes on that point guard role though and, and doesn't assert himself going to the bucket the way that, that he could and if I mean maybe maybe that's the LeBron we see. Maybe but he when is. there's Garden, when they're your size I, I, though, I, there's no choice. Like yeah. he has no. It's too easy. It, it, that's what it should be. It's Every possession, easy. if that's the case. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. I, I just think when it when when it comes to nut cutting time, that it's if it's just close, too easy. he's just taking over the game. He can just yeah. He can he can lower his head and he can move anybody out the way but Nurkic at the rim or Whiteside. Right. And it, if Portland had any kind of deterrence. I would like them a lot more because yeah. early, a couple of days ago, I was all in with you. Yeah. 
but now after watching yesterday, they're just not good at keeping guys out the paint. Right. And with L.A., you got to keep them out the paint. You can't let Davis and LeBron control the paint. If you let those guys do that, they can score 80 points, yeah. and you can't have that. I, For the record, I, st I still am picking the Lakers to win that series. My only point was I think it's going to be tough as hell. I think they're going to have to work their asses off, and I don't think it's going to be an easy win. No, it definitely won't yeah. be easy. And it, I it, and, it, it and can still be extended. I would say it wouldn't necessarily shock me if Portland got no, it no, done no. either. And, and and I'm not saying that Portland can't win yeah. because if they if Dame can average 30, 40, 35, yeah. 40 in the series, they can do yeah. this. CJ McCollum can get hot. They have the weapons to win. Right. But they have to be so efficient offensively. And as we know, yeah. it, it, it it's just a little tougher in the playoffs. And can those guys make those shots? consistently and they're gonna make jump shots right and the Lakers are gonna play in the lane plus it, it, I, I feel like I'm also I don't know if this is a trap or not but I almost feel like I'm kind of falling into that like anti-Milwaukee anti-Lakers trap because neither team has played particularly well in the bubble also understanding both teams kind of had their say their their fate sealed anyway I mean they, they both teams needed to do very little coming into the bubble to seal their their seed so I understand that there wasn't a lot of motivation for them to come in and play well, but there is the motivation to at least get things going in the right direction for your postseason run, and I don't feel like we've seen that from either one of those teams. And so maybe I'm falling into the trap of they didn't play well in the eight games and you know the eight game regular season stretch. Maybe they're in trouble, but I don't know. No, neither team played well. Yeah, and and you always want to go into any tournament playing your best basketball. Right, and neither team did that. Milwaukee, it's a little easier in the East, so I think they can they have more games to kind of get themselves prepared and, and play themselves into game mode or playoff mode than the Lakers because they're going to play a team in Portland who's playing really high-level basketball and has a superstar in Dame Lillard who's the MVP right now. Um, I, I think in this series, though, as you, you made great points about Portland, I, I just always feel that when you look at series, you say, who are the best players in the series? Yeah. And as great as Dame Lillard has been, the two best players in the series are LeBron and Anthony Davis. I, I hate to say yeah, that. No, and Dame, I, yeah. no shot at Dame. Right. And and if Dame heard me say that right now, he would take it as a shot. And he would probably come out with a rap about me. And Dame, don't and do that And hopefully he'd go score 70. Yeah, Dame, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because I want you to get the 70 yeah. on him. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But the two best players, just being real, are those yeah. two guys. And we know in the playoffs, the teams that have the best players normally win. But Portland has a guy who is extremely dangerous, and they have guys around them that can score. Yeah. I just hate the fact that it's just so easy for other teams right. to score against them. That's fair, man. That's fair. That's I, That was – look, when, when Portland came back this year, there were a lot of critics about them letting both Harkless and, and Aminu go because it, that, that, that was the worry. When you get into the postseason – who on that roster is going to defend LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard or whoever you run into, um, you know, at, at that that scoring perimeter position. So, uh, but it's it's an interesting conversation. I, I, I think the basketball has been amazing, and I'm really excited for a postseason run. So, um, by the way, we're at Chalk once again in Chisholm Creek. Uh, I, I love this place. The atmosphere, especially game day atmosphere, is always incredible. They are showing the DC Stipe fight tomorrow night. Hey. So if you're looking for a place to watch Daniel Cormier's swan song, potentially going out as the goat, this is your spot. 
We not going nowhere, baby. We got some more work to do, man. We ain't get to fight in front of the crowd. And new. Are, are we here at and new tomorrow? No doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. Ground and pound. No doubt. No more baby. of that stand up. No, no, no. Dude, no, we're I, not I, going there. I was having this conversation earlier today. We got to make it ugly. He dominated again. the first fight. He was dominating the second fight until you remember that first body blow that Stipe the body hit him blow with. Started. That first one hit him, and it like that changed the whole fight. And then he hit him with like eighteen more. Yeah. I mean, and it I was don't just think brutal. Stipe, I don't think Stipe knew that was the answer, but once it right. worked, it was like, right. oh wow, and, and and it was just no answer. And then if somebody like me could recognize. The, yeah, the impact that that good. had, then that's not that's, good. I guarantee you somebody as smart as DC well, is changing that. Well, I, I did get a text from DC. <laughs> oh, I yeah. did get one. All right. I did get one. So, hey, we're, we're feeling, we're feeling good. All right, all right. We're feeling good. I we're can't wait. We're feeling good about what we have, baby. I can't wait, dude. He and is new. And new. He is uh, – here's the other crazy thing about him. He is a great fighter. He might be as good as a broadcaster, though. Oh, dude, he's, he's so good. He's phenomenal. Like that that group with Anik, Rogan, and DC together, like yeah. they are fantastic. That, they, that, yeah, they got they got it going. Yeah, but that's all right. We gonna be working tomorrow. That's right. Kobe. That's right. We, we gonna be working tomorrow night, bro. Time to clock in. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Once yes, again, indeed. this is the OKC basketball team live stream along with Joe Adkins. I'm Colby Daniels. Big thanks to Chalk for hosting us tonight. The playoff giveaway was a ton of fun, and uh, congratulations to all of the winners. Uh, just real quick, all Thunder games are going to be shown here throughout the postseason. So make this your spot. They have 250 Bud Light drafts for every. Thunder game, so get out here and uh, enjoy the game day atmosphere. Like I said, it's it's terrific. Every Tuesday night, live trivia from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. with $3 Pacificos and a $6 taco plate. Every Thursday is local beer night with live music on the patio from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And if you are one of those people that gets a little too wild on Friday night or Saturday night, like myself, then uh, you may be in business for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. That uh, happens here from 11 to 3 with $2 mimosas. And it's fantasy football season, so you can book your fantasy football draft with Chalk. They have free Wi-Fi, and their lounge holds 12 to 14 people. No book booking premiums. So, again, uh, I, I love this place. This is uh, I, I always call it a sports paradise because especially with this time right now, I mean, we have basketball happening, we have baseball happening, we have hockey happening, UFC tomorrow night, there's golf and tent, like, there is so much that there's no way your home setup supports everything you want to watch. So just come to Chalk and you can take it all in. Hey, it's about 9,800 TVs <laughs> in here. I can guarantee you we can find whatever you want. Absolutely. Come on down to Chalk, man. Yeah. I might be in there, I think I might be in there. You coming, Kobe? It's Are on you the coming? house. It's we coming. Are you coming? coming? It's on the house, baby. Are Let's we? Go. If you know what, we're, we're going to hear and new tomorrow night. And then, new for the last time because he's uh, he's calling it a career, but it's or not. so he says. So he says. I don't know. Hey, we'll hey man. Hey, 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 uh, hey. Yeah, we got yeah. some more money to All get, right. man. We got All some right. more money to get out there, man. There, there's there's got to <laughs> be another like twenty million dollar John Jones fight, right? It has to be. <laughs> has it has to be. to be with fans. Yes. With Especially fans. when you say, I'm retired, I don't want to do yeah, it. You can't fight your last <laughs> fight in front of nobody. <laughs> right. Man. Come on, right. man. All right, that's gonna do it for us, the OKC basketball live stream. Once again, big thanks to Chalk. I'm Colby Daniels along with Joe Adkins. Thunder game one against the Houston Rockets is on Tuesday and we will talk to you then. <laughs>